Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Block Podcast. This is episode 10, and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Daniel Moore, another great guest on the podcast. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I'm sure you're really busy, so I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on here. First of all, pleasure, why don't, first of all, why don't you just kind of, you know, tell us a bit, a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, well, thanks very much for having me. First of all, I really appreciate that, um, Callum. Um, well, I, like, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm Dan. Uh, I'm, I always kind of, uh, I hate um, like titles and stuff like that, but I, I find it really d- difficult to explain sort of what I do and who I am. But first and foremost, I'm a photographer. But, um, and I said to uh, my wife, Kate, who's my partner in the business, I said, yeah, do I sound like a cock if I say creative director um, as well? Like it's a term that we've been struggling with because, but it's the best, it's probably the best term to describe kind of what I do essentially is, is sort of project manager of lots of creative projects that I don't always necessarily photograph. Um, but uh, yeah, if, uh, we're a, a sort of, um, as a business, we're a um, photography studio, uh, video production house, content creation, um, social media marketing, and uh, we're just about to launch a um, a creative agency, uh, which is new, which I've not really spoken about a great deal up until this point, um, to be fair. Um, so we can talk about that maybe at some stage. But yeah, that's me. That's me. Right. And what's it? So what's it like um, being in in business with your partner? Then it's great. Um, the the story behind myself and Kate is like we used to you know we've been together since we were sixteen um, wow, okay. and uh, married when we were twenty two and um, which was yeah uh, nearly ten years ago um, and we worked together you know in uh, in when we were in college and always got along really well the the reality of it is we almost never speak when we're at work together unless we're actually on a shoot together or something. Um, we've both got our headphones on, cracking on with editing, cracking on with meetings. It's very rare that we do things together uh, just because we like to split our time and, and be sort of uh, more efficient that way. So a lot of meetings, it's, you know, it's rare to get both of us anyway. And, and the reality of it is I end up talking over her anyway because that's just my personality. Um, so it's great. We, uh, we love it. And the, we, you know, a lot of people say that they could never work with their partner, but we love it. I love it. Certainly. I can't speak for Kate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good to, it's good to hear. Cause I know even there's so many stories that I've heard of people being in, in businesses with maybe not necessarily spouses, but even, even friends, even best friends. And then something goes wrong, they fall out and they're not friends anymore. So it's good. Think, to, yeah. That's difficult, know. isn't it? Uh, it's like, um, did you go to university? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, I guess you've lived with people and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a good test. I've always found that, like, if you um, if you live with someone and you don't get pissed off with them, like leaving dishes on the side or whatever, those kind of little things that really bug you about your friends. Yeah. If they don't bug you about your sort of partner, it's usually a good sign of a relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've always found that was the, the sort of the acid test of like if if they don't do stuff, I don't go do the dishes please uh or whatever or vice versa you know uh but yeah no we have we have a great time we have a lot of fun we don't take it too seriously either yeah that's good so what what kind of things do you do what kind of clients do you uh like to work with first of all but tend to work with um 
I mean, the, 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 the work that I do, I'll only talk about the commercial stuff because there's a, there's a whole sort of section of what we do as a business, which is um, more related to things like family portraits and weddings. And there's a, a, a massive part of what we do to some extent. It's kind of not been for the last year because of COVID, but um, I'll, I'll only talk about the commercial stuff for the, for the sake of this podcast, I guess. A lot of the work that we do is based around content creation i would say is about 70 percent of the work that we do for social media and for websites um so a lot of that is um you know long-term photography video projects and um marketing social media marketing as well there's three of us that work in-house in the studios there's myself who kind of splits my time between uh photography and video production and uh, you know, other aspects of, um, you know, like the creative agency, like branding and stuff like that. I'm not a designer at all, but um, I do have quite a lot of um, input in branding. I like to think I know a little bit about it, but really I just like talking art bollocks to, to clients. Um, and then uh, Kate, who's pretty much purely videography when it comes to like um, like a skill set as, as, as well as other, you know, sort of things, to, you know, day to day in the business. And then we've got Sophie, who uh, works on social media uh, marketing. So she does a lot of like the scheduling and copywriting and things like that. So that takes up the bulk of our time um, in terms of the work that we do. Um, and the types of clients that we work for is very varied. And I kind of split them between big clients who I, you know, I tend to work with like the marketing team and, um, you know, uh, bigger projects, you know, full day shoots, several full day shoots and, you know, working for like, I don't know, a seven, seven day period on one product or something like that. And there's been tons of money been sort of pumped into that. And they tend to be uh, weirdly by accident. A lot of our clients are in the construction industry. So they tend to be like not super sexy um, industries and, and, and projects, you know, on the, on the surface of them. Uh, and our job is to try and make them look sexy. Um, and then the sort of the other half are you sort of SMEs really, who kind of want to, uh, I mean, our, our bit, our big thing has always been, and it's not a new term at all, uh, but, you know, uh, expressing a, a, a business or a brand's kind of uniqueness and with a, there's always been like a little bit of a hint of rock and roll attached to all of the stuff that we do, or we try and put that into it. Um, so, you know, sometimes that will be, I know like good examples are like restaurants, bars, like they're fun to work with. Uh, but, a lot, you know, some of the um, industries that, you know, historically aren't super sexy, like um, accountants uh, uh, and stuff like that, you know, the, like we'd like to work with those guys because, um you know, it's a challenge to, it can potentially be a challenge to make them look interesting or creative or unique. Uh, we like getting those clients as well, because that's, that's a fun project to do. Like all bars look cool. You know, uh, yeah. we're not, we're not sort of breaking them all by, um, you know, hipster kind of uh, shots of people pouring beers and stuff like that. But uh, it's quite challenging when you've got, you know, a team of um, whatever accountants or a law firm or something and trying to make them look special and unique and, and interesting and appealing to, to their right sort of market. That's the stuff that I get really excited about. Um, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's interesting that you say that because I was literally talking to Garth Jude a couple of days ago um, about a similar thing and about how the certain industries where 
they might stay away from content creation or, or um, especially especially video production, but content creation in, in general because there's they might think themselves that they're not like like you said like a super sexy uh, industry and like no one really cares about like what we've got to say online and that kind of sure. thing. And it, or or the other or the other objection is tends to be um, that's not how we get business isn't through social media marketing. Uh, it'd be interesting to to see um, what what you think on this because in my experience when they have gone for it and they have and they haven't kind of gone down the road of quite um, how do I phrase it middle of the road corporate kind of production and they've kind of mm-hmm. pumped their personality into it and there's something a bit different it's always gone down really well absolutely yeah it's um it, and it's and it's it's exciting and because it's very easy as a as a creative as an, or as a creator to to do the stuff that everyone else has done previously um, you know, it's very easy to do a Google search, check out some photographers that have done some stuff similar, because you know, I'm sure um, you do your research whenever you come into a new project, especially if it's something you've not done in the past. Um, like, you know, almost like every other week we're getting something that I'm like, oh, God, I've, never, I've never done this before. I've blagged this completely. I know that I can do it, but I haven't got anything to, you know, I've got no experience to um, to sort of, you know, bring to the table on this. It's sort of elements from lots of other things that I've learned over the years you do your research and, and you look at the stuff you think, God, this is boring. Like we can do this so much better. But it's treading that fine line. I mean, personality is crucial. And we, you know, my thing has always been about personality or at least appealing to um, some form of personality. It doesn't have to be, you know, people. It can just be like, you know, a messaging or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, you, it, there's always treading that fine line because I, I have to like, when I put my, sort of ideas out I like to just like put them out onto paper and get all of the really bad ones out and the good ones and try and work out kind of some kind of happy middle ground um but a lot of my the, sort of the wackier ideas I'm like they're not going to go for this like you know I, I don't think this is going to work this is this one's just for me um and it'll never see the light of day um so you've got to try and tread that fine line um I'm trying to you know wherever possible to get clients that are a bit braver and, and be like yeah do you know what we will do that that really weird idea that may or may not work uh that might ruin us or <laughs> or break us um yeah. but uh yeah you've got to sort of tread that fine line i guess to some extent and also a lot of the time because we are working with people they might not be into it, it like i might have an idea that's like actually this is really suitable for this project but you're not suitable for it. You know? yeah. you're, you're not the right person to actually sort of achieve this yeah. or, you know, we need to bring somebody in a third party or something. Um, but yeah, it, it always goes down well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really important. And like, it's, it's a topic you mentioned that, you know, a lot of clients don't think they need to be on, on social media. And, and to some extent, I agree. Um, you know, they don't need to be, they don't need to be anywhere. You know, a lot of, especially the construction clients, like I'm like, you know, like you've got a one page website that you've had for a million years and you're turning <laughs> over like 50 million a year. Like, how has this, how has this happened? Um, you know, but it's only ever going to benefit, benefit them. And uh, the great thing about content creation is it's multi-purpose, isn't it? You know, like, although, you know, social media is a part of it. And a lot of our sort of content is based around, you know, sort of promoting people on social media, making their Instagram look amazing. Um, actually, you know, you could really need some of these images to populate your website and actually show people what you do and how you do it and why it's important that they choose you. Um, so multi-purpose to some extent. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, we we um, you know we do pride ourselves on making Instagram um, grids look look cool for right, yeah, yeah. especially um, you know typically boring industries. Yeah, because it's uh, one of the things I was going to ask is like if you've had client objections on certain things like that, like say you've come up with a bit of a more of a left field idea that you think would really work for them and th- they're not into it or that they, they want to be quite safe and do like what you've just said, what everyone else has done. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, like, you know, you know, cause I've, I've had it before with, with clients and it, the idea never got off the ground because I couldn't persuade them to kind of, you know, press go, they, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. And it's fair enough. Like it's their business. But mm. I, I knew like deep in me that it, it, cause it was a bit, it was a bit out there, but I knew that it would do well and I knew it would mm-hmm. do them well, but they wanted to play it a bit safer, which is fine. But have you ever kind of come across that? Because it's interesting to see what, you know, what you can do to kind of try and get them to a place where they're going to be braver. Yes. I, I've had, um, I don't know whether it's uh, the nature of my personality and, and the way that I engage with people, but it's very rare that I get outright objections to any of the stuff that, that I propose. Um, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I don't think people like saying no to me on, on situations, but they'll certainly fob me off you know, for a long period of time, which I think yeah. is the same. It's the same thing, essentially. It's just not, not outright. You know, that's a ridiculous idea. Like, we're not doing that. Um, but no, I've, I've, had, I've had some some ideas that I'm like, this would be really cool and I really want to create this. Um, and they're like, cool. Uh, but for now, maybe let's do these other things that you mentioned that were a bit safer. Yeah. And then we'll kind, of, we'll kind of bank that idea for like next quarter or something. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, but that's, you know, I think that, that's, it's never going to see the light of day, that particular idea. And a lot, and a lot of it's down to budget. Because the cooler ideas uh, inherently are more expensive. You know, you know, there's locations, there's models, there's stuff going on. It's, it's a production. Um, but it doesn't have to be, obviously. Uh, it kind of depends on, on the situation. I, I try and market um, us to be the people that you go to for, not mega, you know, I mean, I'm not like the, you know, it's not like the most bonkers stuff you've ever seen where, I, I can't even think of an example where it, you know, it would be so wild. But um, you know, I, but I do try and market um, us to be the people that you go to for something different. Mm. Uh, but also at the same time, you got you you do have to sort of take into account that you know, if they are a um, I don't know a law firm, let's say, or something like that, there's not that much you can get away with really with, with those guys. Um, you know, you'd have to have a really brave marketing team um to to sort of pull off anything other than just like a uh, put up do a bit more personality or yeah. whatever and you know maybe yeah. the color, the grading's a bit different or the you know it's a bit more jazzy in the edit or something like yeah. that's about as far as you can get yeah um with with a lot of those guys um we did talk about i've got a client um this is still on the cards for sure this is happening even if i have to pay for it myself <laughs> um uh, we've got a, a client who are a accounting firm and uh they won't mind me saying this uh but i won't mention them they um they're representatives of zero you know the like the um online sort of platform for for accounting and stuff right. um so that they, they sort of they, i guess they're in partnership with those guys or something like that 
so we had an idea of like going over and they're really they really geek out about it they really like using zero and they, they push it on our on their clients quite a lot and uh with I had, we had this idea of like going to like a tattoo parlor um like in let's say um somewhere near like the custard factory in in um Birmingham or somewhere with like very urban, very graffiti. Yes, this is like a Stoke-on-Trent firm. Um, these particular guys, and then what we're going to do is we're going to get a tattoo artist light up this sort of tattoo space and get basically a fake like zero logo like tattooed on these ladies' arms, you know, right, or something like like on their forearm or something, yeah. and like photograph and film this whole experience like it was actually happening, and then do like a sort of a photo shoot of them afterwards with these kind of like zero logos, you know, and have it be a little bit more rock and roll and yeah. kind of ha- like play with that idea of like accountants being rock and roll, but still very much accountants. Um, and yeah, that was, that was like a, a more recent one that was like, we need to do this. And unfortunately the lockdown made it so that we couldn't go and do that. Um, but yeah, stuff like that little, it's like not wild and it would, and it's literally, it's only to get a bit of viral social media content. Like it's not going to promote them. Like it's not really looking at the features and benefits of their services. It's just something for fun. Yeah. Um, and they're the things that I'm like, okay, we, like we need to, we need to make this happen. Even if it's, you know, the return on investment probably wouldn't be amazing for that, but the branding would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of what I was going to say that even those fun bits of content that like you said, might not have a, an obvious return on investment there i it's of my opinion that they're still as important as the other kinds of content even if it's just for kind of brand awareness or whatever it is for sure you know like you said it's a bit of viral content like people will t- will go to them and talk about that because it's a bit different it's a bit out there compared to what other people are posting that are in the same industry yeah and it would it would make them stand out and that's the, that's the crucial thing about branding and marketing isn't it it's standing out you know we you all do pretty much the same thing you know on the face of it uh, it's just whatever you can make um however you can appeal to uh, to certain individuals just by standing out a little bit and and appealing to them and i think their target market the people they like working with uh, are um uh, builders and uh, people in the beauty industry, and I just sort of thought, actually, that'd be really, really good for those those two markets. I think that would really yeah. sort of ap- appeal to them, and, and they'd they they'd see the funny side in that, and you know, appeal to them sort of more w- uh, without kind of like ruining their brand essentially, and being like, well, those guys are weird. We're not yeah. using them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they'd be all right. I think if they, the, if they had a different clientele, it'd be a different story. We'd be, we'd be talking about some different stuff, but yeah, stuff like that, just like little little funny creative projects you know that you know that wouldn't that wouldn't have been too expensive to to do i don't think no and it's really interesting because as creatives in whatever capacity is whether you're a photographer videographer even copywriter to a certain extent we often come up with ideas don't we especially if we're um going to take it to a, a a client or whatever and we'll come up with ideas and we'll immediately rubbish them and go no that's too that's too wacky or that's too out there. Yeah. That's, they're not going to go for that. So I won't even bother entertaining that idea anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really interesting coming out of out of this little conversation here is that actually there is kind of no bad ideas and you might, you know, if you think it's a good idea, why not kind of try and pitch it to someone? Yeah. It might as long not as it's not the it, only but... one. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I, like I, I, maybe like do the, the triple threat, you know, get something that's safe, get something that's, a little bit more towards you know what you're you know you're aiming to achieve um and then also 
one that's just absolutely insane and then let, let them make the decision and yeah. and it's, it's a bit like sales you know people always go for the middle one don't they the, the the sort of middle of the range uh product maybe um and that that could be a that could be a technique you know com- combining sales and branding and and ideas into if you make the wacky idea so bonkers but actually the one that you wanted to do was that bit in the middle anyway. You know, that was your yeah. original idea. So you, you kind of push them towards that. And you have like a really safe idea, the one that you want to do. And then this absolutely insane one, which you don't even want to do. And it'll make them want to go for the middle one, maybe. I don't know. So do you have do you have a specific project that has been the been a bit out there that's like one of your favorites that you've worked on in the past? Is no. there something that sticks out like that? not really i haven't the i think the with a lot of the work that we do um we're working a lot of the time with um with marketing teams so a lot of the time they come with the ideas and i'm allowed to tweet them and then ask mm. them if that's okay that tends to be my sort of the uh, the go-to we did a project and we're working on it currently um, with one of our clients and that's really cool. And, and they let me sort of get away with a few um, sort of different ideas. We were doing a product shoot for uh, what's essentially a new like, nail gun. I won't mention the um, the client, but um, they, cause I don't think it's been released yet. Uh, anyway, um, they, uh, we don't do all these different kind of uh, shoots for this product. Uh, and one of them was just a, a shoot in the studio, just a sort of features and benefits video. Um, so I kind of came up with the, the sort of the lighting scenario. We were doing this like really dark, moody kind of shoot, lots of sort of backlit and highlights and things like that. Um, and, you know, I had this, I've always wanted to use, and a lot, a lot of this comes from buying equipment. Like I'll be like, I've got a really cool idea, but really the main reason is I want to buy this specific piece of equipment that's only, I'm only going to use for this particular project and then yeah. I'll just have it. Yeah. I'll have it in my studio. Uh, but this one was up, I'd never used, um, you ever heard, seen like canned atmosphere? You ever yeah. seen that? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, I've got some fun here. Have you? So I've never yeah. used it. I've never, I've never needed to, but you know, I've, I've, I've seen it in, you know, videos and I've seen people use it and watching YouTube. I was like, that looks cool. Like, I w- you know, I'd like to do that. And I had this idea of like backlighting some canned atmosphere or some smoke with um, some gels. This particular product is like red. So I wanted to use like red uh, sort of lights kind of shining through it and stuff like that. And, uh, and the client was like, yeah, cool, go for it. But um uh, so we but i kind of sort of went a bit rogue with it and kind of did my own thing Mm. alongside the stuff that they specifically asked for uh and it was almost like you know shoot first ask questions later uh and it like so like i'd I'd sort of done it alongside it so if they didn't like it i still had the safe footage and the safe imagery and stuff that was really good fun um and you know being able to do i did like a, a much more sort of i've or it's still it's not finished yet, but a much wilder edit on that that was a little bit more um, a little bit more rock and roll essentially that had no voiceover, you know, not a great deal of text, not you know, didn't really follow any of the rules of the stuff that they'd asked me to do, but I still did the thing that they asked me to do anyway, you know. So yeah. I sort of I shot it, I almost shot it twice with my vision and their vision, um, and I let them be the judge of which one they prefer, and kind of you know go down that route. So that was that was an interesting project um uh, in terms like historically i can't think of anything that i've that i've been really let loose on i did a shoot um a long time ago with a nail artist i guess uh is the best way to describe her 
Um, and really, like, she came. She came to me and she said, "Look, I, I've got these. I've had these headshots. They're garbage. Um, I don't like them. I want to get something um, completely new, but also, but a lot more creative and a lot more along the lines of um, like my personality and also." the fact that this is this is art this is creativity and i don't want like a corporate headshot for for you know for, for my website i want it to be mm. wild so we kind of um we came up with some concepts of how we could do that uh, and the main concept uh, the, the theme of it was glitter we just we wanted we wanted glitter to be a huge part of this uh, we wanted color to be a huge part of this and it's to sort of be more fashion-esque and less about like um yeah, less about, hey, you know, come and see me at my, you know, I'm like a really friendly person. It's more about like, let's make this a fashion shoot, but it's, mm. but you're the model and your nails are, are taking a huge part of this. And that was a really, really good fun project. But um, it, that was very collaborative. And I think that, that they're the ones that I, I think kind of work best. When you've, when you've got a client that's like, you can get to the table with them and actually sort of riff off each other and be on the same page. Yeah. Um, and that's very satisfying when, you know, they come away from that. And it, they act like it was all your idea, but actually you were just riffing off like what, what the, how they were reacting to, to, yeah. to certain things that you said. And it's like, well, um, actually, like most of it came from you. I just kind of translated it into imagery. Um, that's kind of how it, how it tends to work, really. You'll take the credit, though. <laughs> I'll take the credit, yeah, absolutely. If they're giving if, it to you, you're taking it, aren't you? <laughs> if you want to put that in your testimonial, that would be amazing. But, uh, but, but really, it was, all, it was all you. I just kind of translated your vision into something, you know, uh, more visual and interesting. Yeah. So that was a cool shoot. That was, I'll be knocking about somewhere on my website, I'm sure, because I've hung on to that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've rode the coattails of that image for quite a while now. Yeah. We all have that. We all have that one piece of content or that project though don't we doesn't matter how long ago it was we like refer back to that one all the time because that was like in our minds that was like the our favorite one mm. Mm. this is it all i mean and also you know like portfolios um and all that kind of thing they're all a bloody lie anyway aren't they you know like i, I you know it's it's one of those typical things of like you all you know you put your best work out there on your websites and stuff and you see people with, with these sort of client bases um, and other creators, you just like, oh, no, they've worked for such and such. I'm like, no, they didn't. They took a picture of some of that product and said that they worked for them or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or, or they're like the yeah. tiniest, like, I, like I, the the one that I ride all the time. And I don't mind saying this because I, you know I, I'm honest about these kinds of things. Is like um, we did some shooting for it was NatWest Bank uh, or whatever, and that and you know like people, like, oh wow, you, you know you did some that's a like a household name. I said you know it's a big brand or whatever, but they had like. They had like the smallest budget for this one project, which was really cool and really fun. And it was, you know, it's way less exciting when you explain it. But on the on the surface, it looks really cool. And it was a fun project. Um, but uh, that was uh, really fun, actually. But yeah, um, like, but I, I was I, I just I did it for the logo on my, on my <laughs> yeah. website. That was yeah. literally all I did it for. Like, I, you know, it was like one of the worst paying gigs I think I've ever done. Right. But very cool. And I was and I was very grateful to um to have it but it makes me look like a rock star so yeah it's on there <laughs> so what you mentioned a couple of bits of um equipment before like the, the atmosphere spray etc uh one of the one of the things that i tend to have a lot of conversations with fellow creatives about especially ones that are just starting out is um things to invest in so for example equipment or um i don't know courses business mentorship whatever it is mm -hmm. can you think of things that you've invested in over 
the, the time you've been in doing what you're doing now, I thought that was, I got real value for money from that and more people should be investing in this kind of thing. Even if it's something as simple as atmosphere spray, as you mentioned, or it, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like it could be anything. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a really good question because it's one that I, I want to, you know, I want to give like a high and mighty answer uh, and not just go get that cool camera, get that cool lens. Um, I, I would say like from a, from a, um, from a photography and video productions uh, point of view, uh, lenses are king. Who cares about the camera? Get a good lens and invest in good lighting um, or at least um, understand lighting is like the 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 key I mean, that's a bit of a cliche everyone i think everyone everyone that, could, that goes on youtube can can understand uh, will, will say the camera is not super important it's really the lighting and ideally the lens and if you um record audio that's you know a mic a good microphone or, or understanding audio is, is crucial um video is so much harder than photography um so that's that's the that's the technical side out of the way. The thing that I invested in early on that's paid dividends throughout my career really is um, networking, but not not from a point of view of like you know BNI meetings and networking events and all that kind of stuff. Although they are great and they and that is also a, you know a really good uh, source of of marketing. But networking with other creatives uh, in in the industry. Um, specifically through things like workshops uh, and stuff like that, they've um, been crucial to my development over the years and our development over the years because um, it's, especially in our industry, it can be uh, really lonely, especially photography and video production. I, uh, more, I think more so photography um, can be really lonely because you can kind of do it on your own. I think with, when it comes to video production, teams are key. I think um, so. I think you know. There's, I don't know that many video producers that are just like you know. They never work with anybody else. It tends to be you know. You've hired you hire your crew in your production team. Photographers can kind of do everything on their own, or they think they can. Um, but yeah, having like a social network around you of of, of other creatives, and, and you know, I, I found a lot of these guys through just doing like workshops and, and meeting people and getting drunk with them. You know, on the on the the sort of the rap parties and all that kind of thing. Uh, that was something that I invested in uh, early on and that was really crucial because um, you just, you share so much information, you share what's cool and what's not and what other people's opinions are. And um, having so someone critique your work who you actually trust, not just like some random on Facebook, who's just going to lay into your work because they had a bad day, but actually yeah. having a, a real person who you've connected with, even if it's just over the internet for like a, a you know, a longer period of time and be like, nah, was this a bad idea? You know, this was this shot okay what do you think about this i remember i tried to do like early in my career a classic example is i wanted to make like newborn photography photography a little bit more rock and roll and i couldn't work out to do it so i was, I was experimenting with like different forms of doing it because i was just a bit fed up with the sort of traditional newborn photography stuff and it was a market that i, I loved newborn photography from a so you know from a studio photographer's point of view um but at the same time i felt like i was just following the masses with all with, with the imagery so I was like, how can I make this mine and my own and, and you know, do my own thing? So I, I was like um, experimenting with like really harsh lighting and like black backgrounds. And I'd be like, and I just I laugh about this all the time because they look so shit and <laughs> so bad. And uh, they just look uncomfortable and awkward and just wrong in every possible sense. And I'd share this with my sort of group of friends on in like, you know, on you know, the internet. 
and WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups and stuff. And they'd be like, yeah, I would not do that. <laughs> Don't do that again. You know, live and learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can maybe stick to stick to what you know. But uh, yeah, I think that was something that I that I um, invested in a lot was was ah, it sounds dead cheesy, but other people, other other people in your network is um, is really good. Is that kind of thing come quite naturally to you then, as a as a person, as a personality? Because what? is it networking? It can be quite polarizing for people, can't it? Or it can be quite daunting for some people that like it, you know some people love it like extrovert if you're if you're more extroverted it's the kind of thing that you're going to be in your element in sure and more introverted people are gonna like know that it's a good idea and know that it's something that they should probably start doing or do more of but there's just there's there's something there that's because it doesn't come natural to them it's like Mm -hmm. it's way down the list of things like they'll do all the other things that you probably need to do to get on in your career and networking goes right to the bottom of the list I think I think that's why I mentioned that you know workshops are a, are, a, are a great way of doing that because you're all in there for one specific um, task almost. You know, you're learning something. Uh, let's see, like I've I've done quite a few workshops, and a lot of them have been two day workshops where you stay over in a hotel the night before and or, or the night in between. And, and a lot of the time, I've I've sort of gone to them with people that I already knew, you know, or or met up with people who I who I knew through Facebook groups and stuff like that. So we're already relatively friendly. It's a bit of a fraternity, I think, the photography industry. It can be, and it can be really cool or really damaging. Uh, but a lot of, you know, all my sort of friendship circle in, in the industry are, are very cool and and um, just, yeah, great people. But, um, yeah, the great thing about going to something like a workshop where you're there to learn something, so you've got, like, a, something to focus on. So at the very least, you come away with knowledge and experience and, and you know, things like that. And if you happen to be, like, you know, you can be quite casual. I think, you know, forced networking, like networking events and stuff, yeah. yeah. Like if you're not com- – I'm more than happy to do stuff like that um, because I do like speaking to people, um, as you can probably tell. But the um, – yeah, like, it, workshops are great because it's, it's like sort of making friends at school. It's like, yeah, this guy's, you know, like, like – it's just – it feels a little bit more – natural to do that kind of thing and make a proper conversation but i'm the kind of guy that will literally be like do you want to be friends like um i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of i'm kind of that bold if i if i know that i like yeah. if, if i like the look of someone like do you want to hang out like do you want to go for dinner or something like i'm, I'm a little bit bolder yeah. um these days but in i that would respect. say i would say the people the personalities like mine for example i need people like you to mm. do that because then that will bring people i'm generalizing but people like me out of their shell out of you know so you 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 feel more com- com- comfortable and confident in those situations anyway because there are more extroverted people around you who are very friendly and just want to chat to anyone sure yeah 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 I, I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily class myself as an extrovert i'm more desperate for friends is probably a better way of describing <laughs> me i've got any friends i've got i've got a three-year-old and a career that has me working ridiculous hours and most weekends and stuff so yeah. I'll take I'll take what I can get, but um, uh, but no, I am uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like the kind of guy who like walks into a room and goes hi, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit yeah, more yeah. laid back than that, but um, I do like uh, I do like interacting with people, certain people. Um, I'm usually a pretty good judge, judge of character of who I want to be hanging around with and, and stuff like that. Weirdly, a lot of my friends are my clients, uh, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Same or, here. You know, and you know, like my like my thirtieth birthday was just full of like clients. Essentially, like <laughs> I had like a, I had a few like close friends 
but um, I, I, I spend more time with my clients than I do my sort of childhood friends because they're paying me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> keep, keep them sweet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to take them out for dinner and stuff. If yeah. they're, you know, if, if they're, I'll buy so, you that round of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's nice. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice kind of way of doing it. And um, like, it's a nice way of doing it. And, and of course, now that I'm, I'm getting a bit older, um, the marketing teams that I speak to, a sort of my age now um so that's kind of nice as well so we're on, on a sort of similar level so i'm i'm owning that and like really kind of um making use of the fact that i can relate to sort of the, the people who are essentially hiring me they're not sort of um uh scary anymore because they're a lot of them are younger than me now which is great yeah so um, you, you intrinsically you just feel like you're on a le- more level playing field then mm, it, for, it's that, definitely, for that reason there's definitely a confidence within that. I've noticed that as well is um, I can be a little bit uh, more casual um, as a result, you know, and not be like, yes, sir, no, sir. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a more of a mutual uh, sort of relationship, you know, with, yeah. with, uh, with clients and marketing teams. Now that I'm just a touch older, I may, it might be something to do with experience as well. I, I think, I think you, you can't really fake that. I think you just have to, you know, you sort of exhume, um some level of uh, confidence isn't the right word because then it makes me sound like a dick but um you know just like comfort you know some kind of comfort you just know what you're doing a bit more don't you because i remember when i first started out doing what i'm doing now i would go into client meetings and and act in a certain way how i thought i should be acting sure whereas actually because i I think i think it's more to do with experience as well because now i'll go much more experienced and if i look back at how i acted then compared to how i act now i think i think it would be quite different actually and you almost wouldn't recognize myself in that given situation back then yeah I mean, why was i doing that <laughs> why was i saying those things or acting in that way and it's because i was fresh and new and i was like but this is how people do business isn't it <laughs> and like, it might have been appropriate to the time though as well i think you know it, it might have been appropriate for your age and your experience within that that you had to adapt your sort of personality and your interaction to be able to um you know to 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 sort of get the work and and, and sort of build confidence and stuff uh, but like you say, like it's probably, it probably wasn't a bad thing. You probably, probably were doing exactly the right thing because I think if you went in sort of gung ho and, and really cocky, uh, at a younger age especially, yeah. they'd be like, "Who's this dick?" Exactly. Um, you yeah. Know? yeah. So I, I I agree. You know the the way that um, you know, the way that things have changed. Um, you know, for us in the business, funnily enough, something popped up on my um on my sort of stories or my feed or something. It was like from 2014. It was some behind the scenes photos of me taking some pictures of a. Uh, some interiors and I was wearing like shit flickers and, and like um, like yeah. posh trousers and like a shirt and like now I'm just like I rock up in like shorts and a t-shirt to a client gig and, and Genuinely, crack on. It's so that's one of the things I di- I used to do I used to dress as if I was going to a business meeting when I was on a shoe mm. I'm like what was I doing like that is not like a good way to be dressing for like just from a practical point of view for what yeah. for what my job is yeah know? like bend, bending down a lot i'm like oh it's yeah. a uncomfortable yeah 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 so that it it's kind of leads us on slight uh nicely to one of the questions i was going to ask for a lot of people that listen to this podcast and interact with this kind of content are beginners in in their journey as as content creators as freelancers mm-hmm. we've, we've mentioned networking so maybe it is networking but is there any sort of advice you'd give for those people 
um, when they're just starting out? Like, what is the kind of thing that they should be focusing more on? Uh, I'm going to assume that um, uh, the person who I'm speaking to right now has some some level of experience. Because the the first the first thing you know, like if you don't know anything about photography, first thing I would say is like learn photography, learn photography, learn, yeah. learn, yeah. learn videography. I'm going to assume that someone who's got some basic skills in photography, we don't need to start talking about like exposure and composition and apertures yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got two two things that sort of worked for me. One of them is quite controversial, um, and the other's not. I don't think so. I'll do the controversial one first, which is um, like free work. It's like a sort of dirty word in the industry, but I've uh, but I have to caveat that with on your terms, you pick very specific jobs and only do this early on. And then saying that, I still do free work every now and again in very certain situations where I'm uncomfortable with my lack of experience in a certain thing. So, but I, but I know that it's something that I want to get into. So I'll very carefully cherry pick a client who we, oh, I think will be amazing to work with and give me some creative freedom. And I will test, test on them, essentially, a, a certain thing, especially in the creative agency that we're, that we're starting up. There's a lot of firsts um, that we're trying to, um, that we're, that we're, you know, that we're sort of breaking into. And there's, you know, I know all the processes. I've just not physically put them into practice with a, with a real life client up until this point. So at, at that stage, you do like basically like pilots of, and you can think of a free work as being like a pilot, you know, of a, of a certain thing that you want to do. Um, but quite early on in my career, and this might have just been serendipity, but um, I did some work for free to build up. It was kind of portfolio building really for a spa. Um, and off the back of that work, I got in touch with randomly one of their partners, which was a supercar um, timeshare company, really weird uh, company that didn't last very long at all. Um, and this was like right at the start. I'd just been, um, if I, you can, I can go into my backstory if you want at any point, um, but I'd just been fired uh, from a, a job as like a studio manager um and kind of found myself being self-employed really quickly and had i had zero portfolio because i'd always worked for other people mm. so um i was building on my portfolio and, and one of the things i really wanted to get into was like restaurants spas hospitality photography interiors and stuff um so i did some work for uh, a spa that at the time my wife worked at and um off the back of that got in touch with these um, kind of uh, really serendipitously, they, they said, oh, we have, we've actually got a thing, an event, and our photographer's dropped out or he's crap or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, are, you in, are you up for it? And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, let's figure it out. We figured out the pain. We figured out what the situation was. And it was basically photographing, like, essentially track days. And and also, um, you know, along, along with that, some um, uh, promotional uh, sort of imagery for this particular um, client. They basically just were a company that had like Lambos and Ferraris and stuff, and they would timeshare them. But um, to promote that, we, they would do these track days. Um, and that kept me going for two years. Like I literally, that that sort of contract, like loose contract, kept me going for two years where I, um, and it was off the back of one free gig uh, where I did a really good job. Um, but it was very much on my terms. I don't like, um, I, I kind of almost don't like it when people, get asked to do free stuff and then they said yes i always feel like it should be the other way around is you ask yeah. that you ask the client can i do some free work for you but very much on my terms like i feel like that's okay so that was one that was the one thing that that really helped me out was 
uh, especially early on, was like getting cherry picking very specific industries, being very careful about what I wanted to photograph for them. I did it all on my terms. I want to do these interiors with these things and, and build up imagery based around that. And I will do it for nothing uh, as long as, you know, I'm okay to use them and stuff. So that was one thing that, that worked really well. The other one uh, that it just massively helped me was actually just working in the industry for somebody else learning uh, sort of um, as it went along. So I, I've worked in studios, work with other people. I, networking helps as well because you get to learn other people's kind of sort of processes. I think processes is one of the most difficult things in, in business. You know, you can be like a cool, really like the best photographer, videographer, but if you don't know like how to like back up stuff and, mm. um, and do the actual business stuff, mm. something's going to go wrong eventually, which will ruin you uh, potentially. <laughs> Uh, speak, I speak from experience on that. Um, so, yeah, it's um, like I think working for other people, whether that be work experience, going and doing um, like shoots for free. This is specifically for people early on. I think that's really, really helpful. Or shooting with mates who are just a bit above you, you know, in terms of the um, their uh, you know experience. I think is is always great because you kind of get to learn how they work and how they interact. And you go, oh, you just pick up little tricks and tips by actually doing it, as opposed to just asking in a group. You know, yeah, it's and it's something that I think, especially people who just start starting out, who who were talking about, understand that they need to get some experience and and networking things, and then they're okay doing things for free. The objections that I've heard, because it's funny, you're the on this podcast. Just, you're the third person who's mentioned free work and then and then phrased it similarly to how you've just phrased it, which is mm -hmm. a key, a key difference. But it, the objections that I still get from when I say that to people or, or whatever, is that it's, it's always from people who have had paid work already. And mm -hmm. we don't, you know, it might not even be a lot of paid. When I say a lot of paid work, I mean the amount per project, it might still be quite small project fees. But mm -hmm. because they've had that experience of X amount per project or whatever it is, it's quite, they, they find it quite hard to go back and do some free work. Even if it's like you said, to like build up a, a portfolio or, or be in a, in a industry that you want to do more work in, but you know, you're not comfortable with it yet or whatever it is, but yeah, but I've had, I've had this work in, in the past that I've, you know, been paid x amount for so that's that's what i'm worth so i want to be charging that for every project that i do yes uh whereas yeah i think um especially if you talk about you know the work i'll, I'll talk about photography because it's easier to understand but um yeah if you're like a um a still life uh, product photographer basically you know the ultimate of introverts um and you know you just sit in a studio and craft these beautiful masterpieces of uh, you know uh, product photography um and you know e-commerce and stuff and then you you know you go and you know someone asks you to shoot their i don't know um uh some kind of promotion that's away from the studio or a wedding or something like that, you know, uh, you're basically starting from scratch again, you know, like that's a completely separate industry. You might as well be starting accountancy. Uh, you've got the basic skills of like, you know, you know how to use a camera and you've got a rough idea of how it works, but really you need experience a lot of the time, not all the time. Some people are just brilliant at everything. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, 
you know, this, so, so I think it's necessary in some circumstances, only if you need it. Like, um, this is like one of those sort of things where if you don't need it, then don't do it. But um, I, uh, like, there's there's certain things that we're sort of uh, looking to, to branch into as a creative agency that I'm like, I know exactly how that would work. But what, what I want to do is like work out the kinks. So I'm going to tr- test it on a couple of people that aren't paying first just offer up a little bit of my time, not too much, you know, I don't want to like turn this into like a month of work and not get paid for it. Um, so offer up a bit of my time to, to create this. And typically these are for people who have already paid me in the past. So these are like past clients who I just want to keep happy or that I'd like to do some work with, you know, I can, yeah, I can, you can also, you know, try and profit from it somehow, um, you know, along the lines. And then, uh, yeah, like, you know, figure out, figure out that and it's basically market research at that stage isn't it you know trying to work out how things uh, how things work and the, a specific thing that we're doing is uh, we're doing a, a new type of um marketing strategy for like a 12-month marketing strategy for for a, you know for, as part of our agency uh, and marketing is something that i geek out about but i'm not an expert on um mm. but we do have a marketing expert within the agency um that's new and we're like well okay let's figure out how we're going to work together because we, we're going to collaborate on this project and how we're going to what information do we need and how do we package that and then what maybe what we'd like to do is not just give them a pdf but create a video maybe we'd like to give them actionable steps over a lot you know over a period of time and how do we work that out and so it's a little bit more complicated than just like do a photo shoot or something like that but um you know it's those kinds of things that i'm like i can see this being of massive benefit 12 months down the line so it's worth taking that hit uh, initially but yeah for people for, for people who are just starting out um if you've not got a portfolio no one's going to give you any work anyway no <laughs> you know? yeah uh, not really i mean you might get lucky we you know some people have just got charm and charisma and they could people will just give them work regardless of um regardless of any portfolio um but yeah most of the time you need something to sort of show and uh, maybe a testimonial uh, or something so yeah free work um is uh you know, not something you want to be doing for a very long period of time. You want to be very strategic about how you do it, but um, always on your terms. Never, yeah, never. That's, the, ne- yeah, that's never, the key bit. Never say yes to free work if it's been asked of you. Just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll respect you more for it um, as well. Long, long term, definitely. Yeah. Um, great. What's the goal then? Where do you where do you want to be? What what's the what's the goal for the business? Yeah, so we're, we're rebranding as a as a creative agency, and um, uh, personal goals are picking and choosing what I do when I do it. Um, I I sort of learned through like lots of different things like coaching and um, stuff like that that um, I'm a projects guy, and once I know once I learn how to do something and I get competent at it, um, I'm quite happy to sort of um, pass that on to somebody else and and work on a new thing i get i get so there's the next that's like um shiny things are what i'm interested in like new exciting things and and so being able to do that is really interesting and i'm i'm fascinated with um businesses especially startups uh, i really like startups um i always said if i wouldn't if i didn't do what i do now i would just set up any other business mm. um and then like like it's the first two years i love the first two years of a business i've always find fascinating uh because any little wins are like magnified massively yeah. you know and when you've got like businesses that you work with where 
you know, you, you, you get their following up from like 10,000 to 12,000. It's like, whatever. But like, imagine like going from zero to 2000. It's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, we're we're, uh, we, we're we're sort of creating this this agency. That long term goals are. Um, I want a fancy office in Manchester. Let's be honest. Like that. That's my that's my next step. I, I want to have a, a Manchester office uh, in on Deansgate that I can uh, go to. I don't live in Manchester and pretend to be uh, fancy, uh, <laughs> and then and then come home to my wife and child in Staffordshire uh, and and be normal again. And but. Yeah, be able to um, like we're, we do, we we do branding, design, you know, social media, uh, and sort of visual marketing and and, and creation. So um, the end goal is to basically be this kind of agency where you you give us a creative problem and we solve it from multiple angles. That's that's the, the crucial thing. But the the main reason why is I really want to work with like amazing people. Uh, and, and amazing creatives and, and not be the person I don't want to be the person that's taking the pictures all the time I want to hire in that amazing photographer who does something that I just couldn't even fathom and I want to work with them and get to know them and find out more and and, and you know surround myself with these really interesting people and see if I can soak up some of that talent you yeah. know and, 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 and interest yeah. that, that's my uh uh, that's my dream. Also, I d- um, there's something that really bugs me and it's quite trapping. I don't know how you feel about this. Is um, I don't like the concept of, um, and it's like, this is like a first world, massive first world problem. Uh, I don't like the idea of the only time that I earn a living is when I turn up. Um, and that, because um, it's, because you're you're tied into time then. And I'm quite time poor, really, in mm. the fact that I, I want to spend time with my kid and I want to spend time playing golf and having like expensive hobbies and going cycling and, and doing all these different things. But actually what happens is I'm also really ambitious and want to earn a, you know, a, really, a, a decent living. So um, those things sometimes get kind of put to, to one side to, to achieve that. Um, and that's a really challenging uh, sort of concept for me because you i'm then I'm, but then you're sort of torn between interests family life uh health and work uh and uh, you know and, and both i enjoy both you know maybe yeah. equally uh so that that's a really uh, sort of challenging concept for me is you know all, all the time when i'm you know like I'm, i've got like a, uh, a shoot today in manchester funny enough and funny enough we're staying on deansgate i might go looking for some rental space i don't know We'll see. Maybe we can collab <laughs> on that. Maybe we can collab and we'll go halves. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I got so I got to shoot tomorrow, and then um, I come back that e- tomorrow evening. I've got half of Sunday to spend with my daughter and my wife before we have to then travel up to Leeds to stay in another hotel for a three day shoot. Then, mm-hmm. and it's like all of these things could technically have happened without me. Um, yeah. I just, they just haven't. I want to, I want to wrap up soon because I'm conscious of taking up too much of your time, even though like, I don't we're mind. Mention, we're mentioning time, but it is funny that that's something that I have struggled and do struggle with still is um, not time management, but giving myself the, the giving myself the time. Mm-hmm. Now there's, I, I, always wondered whether this is just a creative person's mindset or is it or is it just me or, or whatever 
there are certain things that I will give myself the, the time for. For example, during the week, for an hour every day, I will go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Five days a week, I will I will give myself that time. Yeah. However, taking a week off to go on holiday, I really oh, yeah. I really struggle with. So currently, it might be because of coronavirus and the lockdowns that I'm really busy. Right at the, you know currently in the past kind of couple of months, been really busy, and it looks like the next couple of months are going to be really busy as well. So. At one point, I was like, right, well, it's the summer and I can't really go abroad yet properly. So I'll find somewhere maybe down south because I'm up in near Manchester. I'll go down south somewhere and, and take a week just to have a bit of a break, to have a holiday, whatever. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, yeah, but when can I re- realistically do that? And if I do that, will this momentum stop and I'll come back? And and you know what I mean? It's like kind of like you talk, you say, I talk myself into not, having that time off yes yeah which is I, interesting it's tough it's really tough and it's always a compromise um especially when you're self-employed i've always said like you when you go on holiday as a self-employed person you pay for it like three times you know whatever that holidays cost you it's, it's actually cost you about two or three times really because you've lost time you've got to make up time it's cost you the holidays cost you and you've got to pay for certain bits and bobs like you like you know uh, there's lots of things you've got to sort of pick back up on it. So there's a financial issue there. And obviously there's a time issue. We've got a holiday booked sometime, I think in August. And like, um, I'm, I'm like the girls are, you know, going for a full seven days and I'm kind of going for five of them. Um, and that's kind of, that's, you know, that's what a holiday looks like to me. It's like, I'm, I'm sort of like going a little bit later than them and leaving a little bit earlier than them because I've got yeah. stuff to do, you know, I've got stuff yeah. booked in that then I need to, that I need to um, to sort of crack on with. And I'm very much, I don't know, I don't know if you um, relate to this, but I'm very much a yes man. I, I'll say yes to work, especially if it's about 12 months in advance, six months in advance about, yeah, I could probably squeeze that one in. And then when it comes <laughs> to, I'm just like, okay, now I could have done without that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. Holidays are, holidays are a nightmare, but um, you know, that's, that, that is, that's, that's the, it's the goal is your whole life being some, some form of holiday. I don't know. I'd probably, if I got to that stage, I'd be like, nah, let's get back to work. Um, one final question that I want to ask sure. you, which I ask all um, the guests that come on, on this podcast is a very simple one and you can interpret it in, in whatever way you want. Mm-hmm. What makes you smile? What makes me smile? That's such a good question. I'm going to say variety. That's the, I'm going to keep it as simple as that. Variety is is my uh, is my happy place for sure. Different stuff, different experiences, different people, different food, different drinks. That's the stuff that makes me happy. Brilliant, Daniel. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you today. Honestly, it's been one of my favourite. Uh, episodes to have done to date uh, and I'm sure everyone listening will, will agree uh, that was the crazy podcast uh, next week I can't remember what episode we're on I think it's going to be 11 next week or maybe 12 I can't remember because that to me that that was a very interesting conversation so my mind's gone to places that it didn't expect to go um, I hope you enjoyed it because I sure did We're going to be friends now then, Callum, is that that what happens?